I'm very lucky to be joined by Jorg Newman, who is the head of Microsoft Flight Simulator, to talk all things about the game, but also uh, something really exciting. The uh, Well, I call it the Australia Update. I guess the formal name is the World Update 7. Um, a little less cool if you're an Australian person talking about the game itself. But anyway, uh, Jorg, congrats on the PC release, on the console release, on you know the introduction of air races, on almost Top Gun, and everything Flight Simulator. It's like a crazy uh, technological accomplishment. Um, and I'm curious, I guess, what you think your proudest accomplishment in Flight Sim is to date, and I guess conversely, what you think didn't quite go as well as, as you'd planned. <laughs> so first off, pleasure to meet you. Very excited to be here. And I actually call it the Australia Update. With the, the, with <laughs> the World Update 7 thing is just a label so the world can sort of keep track of stuff. But yeah, it's been the Australia Update. We've been working on this for well over a year, so it's been. I'm so excited to talk to Australians. You know, about Australia up there. Yay, finally. <laughs> um, but to your question, I mean, it's been an awesome ride, right? Like since since August 2020 when we launched. I mean, I, hands down, when we when we started, we said, what are we what are we doing and who do we make this for? And we said, it's for core summers. It's and that is my proudest accomplishment. If if I have to single out one thing, I would say, you know. I think the the core simers were maybe a little bit skeptical because we had been gone for a while. Microsoft hadn't done anything since Flight Sim 10. And so that's been like over a decade. And then you wonder, like, do these people get us? Do they take this seriously and all that? And I think we um, hopefully over the last 18 months since launch proven that we we really mean it. We really want to make simers happy. And, and, and I can see I can say, you know, we just looked at numbers like uh, we have now twice as many people playing as we had last summer. So it's yeah. it's awesome. It's really awesome to see that because it's it means the simmers found found a home for the hobby and there's new people that came in and really enjoy it. And that was always the, you know, I don't know if if you're a pilot or not, but when you talk to pilots in the real world, they oftentimes tell you, like I, I, about 50% of them tell us anyways that they fell in love with the aviation through Microsoft Flight Simulator. And I, I don't know if you could see my camera, but you know, this year is 40 years. It's 40 years of, of Microsoft Flight Simulator. So it has really been part of the aviation industry and it really means something to pilots. And and, and there was there's a pilot crisis on the planet, right? It's not that talked about that much, but there's oftentimes people say between 500 and 700,000 pilots missing. And I got all these calls from airplane manufacturers and they're like, hey, you got to help us, you know? Games are super popular, you know, you're doing a great job. We need to find new aviators and people to fall in love with aviation. And I think that's the single kernel that I think we're achieving because I get emails from like parents or kids are like seven years old and they say, oh my God, I've been flying and it's awesome. And you can just see sort of the, the seed of, of falling in love. And that, that's that's really what we're all about, right? Really. Yeah. So that's the that's the top thing. What's the What's the least accomplished thing? Um, what do I think about that? I think we are, it was interesting when we launched, we had sort of made a decision. So the, the, I don't know if everybody knows this, but there's a community of creators, right? But flight is very much a platform. So there's hundreds of companies that make things for flight sim, be it airplanes, airports, missions, tools, all kinds of cool things. <clears throat> and, and we were very deliberate when we, when we launched and said, we're not going to make a study level airliner. Because if we do that, we are undermining the third party 
create our ecosystem. So we did something we thought was pretty good, sort of entry level, you know, not too complex. But the simmers really want something complex. That's the deeper you get into it, the more you want. <laughs> and uh, so we didn't quite put that in the box. And we thought third parties would basically be able to jump into that gap quite quickly. It took them a little bit longer. There's now there were a couple of good ones last year that I would highlight. The CRJ from from Aerosoft's really cool plane, you know, sort of a regional jet. Um, but there are so the big Boeing Airbus airliner experience, super deep system, everything everything really simulated, hasn't really happened yet from third parties. And we're looking at that. There's many third parties that are working on it, and some of them are getting quite close. But I, if I had to do it again, I'd probably, I'd probably stick a, a study level airliner into the base. Um, so it's something we learned, maybe for the future. Nice. <laughs> and bonus points for being not like you know, oh, like we're just too good. I guess, I guess our problem is that we're just too good for our own. Oh no, <laughs> I like that no. you're that you're able to to critique. Um, I want to get into like my personal experience with flight sim, which is probably a lot of people's experience. But first, um, I just want to touch on, you said um, in terms of player numbers doubling, is that because of console or is that kind of bolstered by console or is it more, is there still more of a, an emphasis on the PC um, experience or more it's players on play. PC? So I would say it's, it's, it's a little both. So console certainly helped like the, the top numbers of, I mean, I always say that, that the highest number of any flight sim ever, it was probably when we launched on Xbox because that moment it really, really peaked. But what's really interesting is how, how well this sustained itself. So there's, um, there are more people now on PC, hundreds of thousands more simmers. It's very obvious because we see that in the player data. And then there's also, there's an, in, there's an influx, a constant influx of, of Xbox players. And that, so that, and I think that what's also nice is they're happy with each other, right? With sort of like, well, the PC people like the Xbox people when they meet online, you know, everything's fine. Actually, the PC players help the Xbox players really get get used to simming. Um, so yeah, it's both. Um, I would say that, that's how we double, really. The PC base is quite a bit bigger than it was, and then Xbox is just on top of it and keeps keeps pushing in. So I think it's actually going to keep growing throughout the year. I'm quite excited to watch that. And, if we focus on it because that means people are happy excellent and and you were saying um you know like it, i'm a wannabe pilot to answer your question I, I i dabble i'm not very good um and we'll get into what i do in a second but um i would think something like the air race update was a way of kind of giving a little bit of structure and direction to players who you know like they've they've flown past their house they've flown past their friend's house they've you know maybe done like melbourne to sydney or something if we're talking australia um it was that intentional to kind of give some of that direction to players who aren't, you know, the hardcore simmers? Is there plans to continue adding to that side of things? Or is it more like, is this really for simmers doing their own thing? It's, I, it's, I think it's attractive to both. Like the thing that the, the, actually all came from something called um, Acceleration Pack, which I don't know if you know what that is, but it was the FSX had one big expansion. It was called Acceleration and it did three things. It added... It added uh, the Reno Air Race, it added Red Bull Air Race, it had a helicopter, and it added some missions. And so spiritually, I felt very much like this is in this is in our, our DNA. You know, people loved that back in 2007 when it came out. Um, and so then we looked at it, and I actually looked at all three things. And as we as I met the people from Reno, and you know, there's some of the world's most famous pilots and some of the world's most famous planes. It kind of became obvious we have to go much, much deeper than what FSX had done. So we ended up modeling 40 planes. You know, we went with scanners and met all these people <laughs> wherever the wherever the planes were parked. 
and 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 we really we talked to everybody involved and then and they really embraced it so we ended up spending you know, I don't know a year and a half or something <laughs> just on the reno update and i think it, it looks like an arcade mode but it's completely not it's actually and it's funny because i over the christmas holidays people like flyers who race at reno wrote me and said york this is exactly like it is in the real world as a matter of fact i just bought a jet and i'm going to train in microsoft flight simulator before i fly out to reno because it's so accurate so it is that is literally what it is and 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 it's it's great right this is the best validation we could have possibly hoped for that the people who are actually <laughs> flying are saying it's the same and uh about your question about structure i think it's something we talk about a lot um you know uh, it is a sandbox the world's a sandbox our world's a sandbox and uh, and and simos simos i always say they bring their shovels they know exactly what to do in the sandbox they bring their shovels they have their little car toy cars whatever they want to do and then some people come to the sandbox and they just sort of sit there and like huh okay what am i doing with all this sand so there is a there is an element where we need to put some structure in and we want to keep doing that it's interesting in that a bunch of the, the third parties actually make these types of things. There are missions. I know Orbex made a race. I think it was somewhere in downtown Sydney, I think. They flew it was Sydney or Adelaide or something like that. Um, and, and people are having fun with it, right? So there is an increasing number of missions. And it's fun to see how um, how people are getting creative. And what we do, because we're thinking about ourselves very much as a platform, is better tools. You know, people want to make more missions? Okay. Well, we need to make better tools in the mission editor. That's what we need to do, so people can unleash their their creativity. It's an open ecosystem, you know. So uh, I think I think about it that way. Like we we're gonna do stuff, and we'll talk about it over time. That we're gonna make more and more things a little bit more structured, and it needs but it needs to be authentic, right? The last thing we want to be is a game. We're really not, and you, you'll see that almost immediately when you jump in. Might look gamey, but it's a sim. You know, you can go deep or not deep. You can get assistances or not, but it is not faking the physics or anything like that. This is real physics, and you need to go learn how a plane flies or get assistances going, right? So, yeah, maybe that's the answer. Now, and, e and even with VR, and I hope I'm not putting my foot in my mouth, but you, you've, you've discussed the sandbox without saying metaverse, and I'm very oh. happy that you didn't say that phrase because I'm just really sick of hearing metaverse. But anyway, I digress. Um, I, I turn all the assists on. I will take off in a giant jumbo jet that I have no idea what I'm doing with. And I will I will fly over Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, which is my hometown. I've been in Australia for like 20 years. Um, and obviously the pandemic's hitting us harder in a different way now than it was at the start when Flight Sim came out. And, you know, any time in between, you know, depending on the day, you know, who knows what was going on. But it was a really good way for me to to fly over my house and, you know, like look at you know, the, the South Saskatchewan River and see all these fancy things. And my sister uh, teaches in a small town and had moved uh, since I'd seen her last. So I could fly over the small town of Mervyn, Saskatchewan and, you know, take screenshots. And she could tell me where her house was. And that was just like a really refreshing, lovely kind of break from literally just existing in this room that you see. And it's 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 not just like a white wall behind me and a, and a, there's like things in here. I'm not like locked in here by any means, but it was like a nice, it was a nice way to escape. Um, can you can you speak to some of the serendipitousness of like the release of Flight Sim at, at that time of the pandemic? And you know, like, do you have, can you single out a, your favorite feel good story kind of tied into that somehow? Oh, I, there, there's too so many. many stories. I love those stories. Like, I, I mean, I know that people um, propose to each other in Flight Sim. That's a beautiful thing, you know, <laughs> as a matter of fact. 
uh, in our own team, somebody did that. And it's just, those are great. And I always, I used to tell that story. I was, I was like you, I was a little lonely, like what the heck? Like the world's, the world's shut off of me. And um, I was, I missed my parents. You might, they're, they're getting on a little bit. My dad's in his nineties and I was like, gosh, you know, I mean, hopefully, hopefully this ends soon so I can visit. But so I, at some point I was so homesick that I just flew over to Germany and visited my parents. I literally flew the plane right next to my parents' house and, and sort of sat there, called him up on the phone and said, hey, I'm so sorry we can't see you in person, but I am there in spirit. I'm sitting right next to you. I'm looking at our house. I see the, because it's real time, I saw the time of day, you know, the sun was kind of starting to set. I'm like, I'm with you guys. And that was, meant something for me. I always get teary-eyed when I say that story, but I heard quite a few of those. So it means we, we touched something. We connected people, which is totally unexpected. You know, it's, it's a unexpected and a beautiful thing, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, maybe that's it. That's it, all I have. In the best of ways, I did exactly the same thing with time of day, and then I was mucking around with the, the you know temperature. You know, like it's different hemispheres, so you know it's like thirty six degrees here, and it's minus thirty six back in Canada, and I was turning on the snow, and like I had to I had to go back home actually last couple of weeks ago for some reasons that we won't get into, but uh, it's a lot nicer to see snow uh, on a computer screen as opposed to not being used to minus 36 and, you know, like forgetting how cold that actually is. So it's, it's a nice, comfortable way to go and, and get all the feels, which is great. Um, the next thing I would do, you know, like when I, like when I very first started playing flight sim or this iteration anyway, is I went to Sydney. Cause you know, you got to go look at the opera house. You got to go check out things in Melbourne as well. Um, and I'm hoping with the opera house and this and the Harbor bridge, maybe you have some news for me as, as it comes to I got a video. I got a video. Watch the video. I have a trailer. Yes, of course. Okay. All right. I'm fired up. I think you will be pleased. (laughs) You see here, fumbling with teams. You're not supposed to make me tear up in an interview. That's just weird. (laughs) I hope we did. Oh, I did a little bit. Um, Melbourne boy through and through. I got to say, but Sydney looks really good. It's Sydney's a good place to visit, but not a good place to live, in my opinion. That's fantastic. There's so many things. I, I'm imagining the PR people just told you to make sure you could get as many flyers over all the cricket grounds as humanly possible. Or <laughs> nothing to do with it. No, no, no. I mean, it's so much fun, right? When you dive into a country and you, you research, or we research for a year. We we ended up like I very quickly realized I need a. I need to get some local knowledge. So I, I uh, partnered up with a team. They're called Orbex, and they are actually in Melbourne. And um, and they know they're all, they're all Australians. So we and then we got into the so from our side we can bring things like new satellite images and new aerials. And uh, the, the the cities that you saw, we have eleven, which is unprecedentedly many for a world update. But we have like Adelaide, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Perth, Hobart, Cairns, Darwin, Townsville, Bunbury, and Mackay. So it's a ton, yeah. great. Then, and then I and then, and then I talked to the Geoscience AU. I don't know if you know those guys, but it's a Geographical Institute in Australia. They had three terabytes of data for us, all the height data. Jeez. And everybody contributes, right? It really is just like, you can feel the team coming together. And then with, with Orbex, we sort of carefully picked, like what are the right airports to make? You know, which airports mean something? You know, not just like pump out some airports, like actually airports that mean something. Uh, like um and and then we pick the 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 POIs the famous places and that's sort of an iterative process we we look for things that sort of stand out right for cricket stadiums football stadiums those types <laughs> of things observatories you know l- larger structures and then but then the, what's really fun is when you get into sort of the nuances like some 
you know, somewhere, and I can't remember the name. There's a hut somewhere. It's, it, it, it clearly is important to people. It's somewhere, somewhere near Perth, a hut in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, okay, well, we got to make that. And, 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 and so, and, and, and then, the, then I sent this over to some, some people at, on the Microsoft Australia side. They contributed. They're like, you know, you got to do the banana. And what about Luna Park? And this and that, that. I'm like, okay, I'm making a banana. <laughs> cool. And I think it really brings the thing to life. And then, on, and then we make missions, right? We, we make these discovery flights, which just sort of let you hang out over a city and then bush trips mm. to really show you. The, the cool places. I mean, we spent a bunch of time on the Great Barrier Reef, by the way. That needed to be good. Yeah. Because in the original release, there was literally just blue ocean. You couldn't see anything. And it's clearly important. So we, we spent we spent a good amount of time trying to get that right. Nice. And I was going to talk about Orbix, but it seems like, you know, like you're not having to worry about how you deal with, you know, they did the Cityscape Sydney pack a, a while ago to, to flesh out Sydney. Obviously, you don't need to worry about how you're stepping on their toes because no, they're involved no. in this. <laughs> So. No, no, they help us all the time. They help us with airports. They, they. I have another video. Do you want to see another video? I don't know if we have time. I want to, but can I watch it later? I just don't want to waste my time talking to you. If that's cool. The most famous plane in Australia. What okay. is it? A quanti- It's a Qantas plane, or no? Can it, it be? It, it's a classic. It's a classic plane. I, I'll show you. It's, it's short. It's okay. Short. Okay. There we go. Voila. So we always look for like what what is sort of in the biggest accomplishments in aviation of a particular region. So we researched and we found we found this. Smithy. Okay, that's, that's pretty important. <laughs> and so we basically did a, a whole bunch of research on the on the on the Southern Cross. Here it is. for time so this is basically the flight of the southern cross actually from oakland all the way to brisbane with all the right stuff. it's 85 hours so we create we created it in the sim um with all the exactly right weather and everything is, is completely accurate so if, you, if you're so inclined to, to go on smithy's footsteps then you can do that well i feel dumb for asking if it was a Qantas plane now to be honest but <laughs> well you know we're <laughs> celebrating the history <laughs> That's cool. Anyways, almost there. So it, you actually fly through the weather and you see the storms and stuff, and it's 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 quite something. And the community has been asking for it. They're like, "Man, we want to fly. <laughs> we want to fly the the big big accomplishment trip." So you can. Nice. And at the very well, end. And decidedly Australian as well, of course, which is very fitting for World Update Seven. For eighty-three Give us hours. A Thank you, Smithy. It's it's unbelievable when you think about it. In those machines, in the 1920s, my God, <laughs> those were here real heroes. I spent like 30 hours getting back to Canada. <laughs> 30 hours in a seat in economy going to Canada, and I thought that was like a slog. Like 83 hours. Okay. And the thing is open on the sides. It's not it's not like an enclosed cockpit. Well ventilated, at least, I suppose, is the good thing. Um, I just quickly want to touch upon the towering monolith that used to be in Melbourne. Was there any chance that that was ever going to somehow make the cut and remain in, even if there isn't a 212-story building in the game? (laughs) Was there ever talk about, oh, that's just too funny to cut? Probably not. 
I don't know. Like, so we are on this trip of like, let's be let's be authentic and accurate. And it was a, it was funny and delightful. And I mean, you know, what what do swimmers do? They try to land on top of the 200 some story building when we didn't have gliders, so they try to land like a Cessna. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, we had some. I don't know if you saw. We had this gigantic abyss in in Brazil. <laughs> went down to the center of the earth, so you could. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I think I think. Um, I think what's nice is you can do mods like this, you know? I remember the ship that blocked the Suez Canal that somebody put in. It's like, that was great. We all loved it. Even even Satya, our CEO, was talking about it. He's like, oh my God, look at flight service. It does everything in real time. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> so I think we'll, we'll have fun with it. I was seriously considering doing the, I don't know if you have that in Australia, this monolith that is floating around the earth that people take pictures of some oh, strange yeah. monolith. Of course. I was seriously thinking about should we put a monolith in and just teleport it around just, just to go and join the fun? Never did it, but maybe something for the future. Orbix can get on it or someone. Um, <laughs> I know I'm out of time pretty much, so I just wanted to quickly see if we could touch upon the xCloud release and if there's any uh, news coming, you know, in terms of release date or even, you know, talking about... I'm imagining because you're kind of streaming into the game to begin with, having to stream that out to a console or a browser is like, is that the biggest hurdle or am I completely devoid of any technical it's knowledge? Easier because we are, we, it's easier because we are streamed, we are streaming the world, right? I mean, the most of what you see is not on your, on your machine on a hard drive or something like this. So we are already very much stream aware, which is, I think, I, I don't know much about other games and what they run into, but for us, it was actually pretty damn straightforward. It was a, for, it was a, a joyful experience to work with the team that xCloud team was doing really cool really cool stuff and very collaborative and, and it was um you'll you'll see it pretty soon can't can't give you a date or i will be shot Fair um, enough. but but it's but it's coming and it's very cool and it's i mean it, it changes things we should talk again it changes things in unexpected ways nice i would you love know, that like for example downloading a build doesn't take time <laughs> interesting you know because it's a big it's a big product right it's like 140 gig now or something uh yeah, cool. that's that's not really there anymore. So it, it, that changes stuff. Actually, in your day to day, in our day to day developer life, it actually just changes stuff. Thank you for reducing my my footprint on my PC as it is, though. Just we won't <laughs> talk about that. We don't have any time. I want to finish up with just like a very selfish request. Um, if you're taking, you know, potential points of interest for the future, there is a uh, giant turtle named Ernie made out of concrete, gets painted once every couple years in the small town of Turtleford, Saskatchewan. He is an icon to the people around. Um, so if I get to submit a POI uh, that you could maybe look okay. at adding in, that's what I would add in. Ernie the Giant Turtle in Turtleford, Saskatchewan. I know that's probably far down the list as compared to others, but at least, you know, it's been submitted now. We want to delight. We want to delight people. If that... Yep, I need to write down Happy Turtle. All right. I'll look I'll, on Google. I'll, I'll, I'll send you some reference materials if you'd like. <laughs> Jorg, thank you so much for your time. I honestly appreciate oh, talking oh, to you and all the like awesome, like just fun frivolity that Microsoft Flight Sim has given to us all. And, and, and now, you know, a chance to jump back in and get all teary eyed looking at Western Australia because they won't let us inside the, the, the state right now. So it's, it's, it's a way to, to get back in. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so you. much for I your had time. A great time. I had a great time flying in Australia, by the way. It's beautiful, beautiful place. Nice. Huge. Very huge. And very hot very right huge. now. So <laughs> slip, slap, slop. And there's other S's now that I don't even know. But Jorg, thank you again so much uh, for your time. Very much appreciated. Uh, it, the World Update comes out on my birthday. So what better birthday present wow. could you have unknowingly have given me? So thank you again for that. 
Thank you. <laughs> I hope to talk to you soon. Likewise. Thanks so much.